Welcome to Live Doc, your online Doc Yomi Shear. Shalom and welcome back to today's Daf Yemi, which is Yuma Gimel. We are four lines from the top of the Amid. And perhaps, before we continue, let's conduct a brief review of the Gemara up until this point. The Mishnah tells us, seven days prior to Yom Kippur, they would separate the Kohen Gadda from his home, put him in Lishka's Parhedrin, in the Beis Hamidash, in order to prepare him properly for the upcoming event, the Avoid of Yom Kippur. The Gemara actually tells us that the Mokar for this concept is Miluim. We find... There as well, they would separate the Kehanim, place them in the Mishkan for seven days as a preparation for that special day of Vayhi, Vayim HaShmini. So it was a Prisha of seven days in anticipation of one day. Here as well, we do a Prisha of seven days in anticipation of Yom Kippur. We learn this from the extra words mentioned by the Parshas Meluim. We have the passage which says that apply this method elsewhere. L'chaper, the Gemara says L'chaper is Yom Kippur. How do we know it's Yom Kippur? Maybe other Yom Tevim? Gemara tells us, firstly, it needs to be time-related, not more than once a year, but maybe Pesach and uh, Sukkot work. Well, over there, we're speaking about a seven-day event. And it doesn't really fit the bill. It needs to be a seven-day preparation for a one-day event. What about Shemini Atzeres, which is a one-day Yantiv? The Gemara gave us two answers for that. Number one, Shemini Atzeres has Kedusha Lefanov. It's preceded by days of Kedusha, which is not very similar to Miluim or to Yom Kippur. Second Eretz was... You can't say that the Iker, Yom Tov, won't need Prisha, won't need that separation, meaning if Sukkot doesn't need it, you can't really say that Shemini Atzeres, which is merely a tuffle to Sukkot, would require, it can't stand higher than the Iker of Yom Tov. And the more tells us that even Shemini Atzeres, which is regarded as a separate entity, but it's only somewhat separate, but when it comes to carbon-related aspects, for instance, Tashlumen, one fails to bring his Chagiga throughout Yom Tov, he'll bring it on a Shemini Atzeris, apparently there's some relation, and Shemini Atzeris is considered a tuffle to Sukkot, and once we conclude that no separation, no Purisha is required for Sukkot, it's unfathomable to say that it would apply to the secondary, the tuffle aspect of Sukkot, which is Shemini Atzeris. So that cancels that out. Says the Gemara, what about other options? Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, let's see the Gemara. Four lines from the top, Veima Atzeris, what about requiring Prisha prior to Shavuos? So when we have a Pasuk by Milum which tells us, apply this procedure elsewhere, Lechaper, perhaps, for the Kapara, for the Karbonis of Shavuos, not Yom Kippur, Ve'imat Seres, the Prisha Shiva, Le'eimechadu, there as well. It fits the formula. It would be a seven-day Prisha in preparation of one day. Amrab Abba, there's a reason why we prefer Yom Kippur. Don in par echad v'ayel echad. Mi par echad v'ayel echad. You see, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen God will bring one par, one ayel. And this is similar to Meluim, which likewise had this feature, one par, one ayel. So we learn one from the other. Don in par echad v'ayel echad. We learn Yom Kippur, which features this type of carbon. Mi par echad v'ayel echad from Meluim, which also features this carbon. Lafukiyat seres, as opposed to atseres, the shnei elim ninu. Over there, it's two elim. It's not one, it's two. So it's different than Miluim. Therefore we choose to compare Yom Kippur to Miluim rather than Shavuos to Miluim. This works according to the Shittu who says, Yom Kippur ma'il echadu. On Yom Kippur we only had one ayel. But according to the Shittu, that there were two 
rams Bronim Kipper, Michael and Mamer, then the formula falls apart. It's no longer similar to Meluim. Where do we find this discussion? The Sanya. Rabbi Omer Ail Echad. It's really one Ail. Hu Ha'amar Khan. The same Ail mentioned here in Pashas Achri Mois, describing the Avoid of Yom Kippur. It's that very same one, which is Hu Ha'amar B'Chumash Abkudim, which is spoken about in Chumash Abkudim, Chumash Bamidbar, Abkudim are the counting. So in Bamidbar we have the Pashas Pinchas, gives us the comprehensive list of Karbonis Musaf brought throughout the Yom Tovim. And there as well, the Pasuk mentions a carbon of an ayel. Says Rebbe, it's one and the same. It's the same ayel mentioned here and there. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, They're actually two separate ones. Echad Omer Khan, one is mentioned here in Paris, Achrimais. Ve'echad Omer, Bechomesh Abkudim. And there's another one down by uh, Midbar in Parshas Pinchas. Two separate ones. So according to Rebbe of Shimon, we no longer have that equation. We can no longer compare Yom Kippur to Miluim. Because unlike Miluim, where there was only one aisle, Yom Kippur has two. So why do we prefer applying Miluim to Yom Kippur rather than to, um, to Shavuos? Which also had two Elam. Ah, Filu Tema Rebbe of Shimon. This can be working, this can follow even Rebbe of Shimon's Shita. You see, even though there were two Elam, but each one performed a different uh, function. One was Chayvah Sayyayim, one was Musaf. You see, on Yom Kippur, we had three different levels of Karbanis. One is, let's call it the routine Karbanis. Like you would bring on an ordinary day. There's even a question as to whether the Kohen Gadol is required to bring those Karbanis. So the, those are the standard routines. Then we have something called Musaf. Musaf, you ever wondered why it's called Musaf? Musaf means it's a supplemental carbon. It's in addition to the standard uh, routine. Musaf is generally brought on Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Yom Tov. And Yom Kippur is no different than the Yom Tov. It has Musaf. So it's the expanded routine, so to speak. Then we have something called Chayvas Hayyim. Something which comes to address the uniqueness of that specific day, that specific Yom Tov. For instance, on Shavuos, you have the carbon of the Ishtei HaLechem, which was meant to bring Brocha and Parnas of Chal With that, you have two Elam. So that's not Musaf. That's something meant to bring down the Hashpo, the Kedusha of that specific day. On Yom Kippur as well, we have things which are called Avodes Hayyim, Chayvas Hayyim, on account of the unique features and the power of Yom Kippur, which is to bring about Kapara for Kal Yisrael. Says the Gemara, although Rebbe Lezer Shimon says that on Kippur we have two rams, two Elim, but it wasn't like we have two. It wasn't a double dose. Each one played a different role, performed a different function. Chad l'chayvah sayayim, v'chad l'mosofen. What was it? A mosof. What was chayvah sayayim? Exclusively in response to the Yom Kippur aspect of Yom Kippur. So it's really two single elam which are not really related to each other. La as opposed to shvois, we're over there. The two elam were a pair, were brought for the same reason, for the same purpose. The tarvayu chayvas hayamin.
They were both Chayvah Sayyim, Rashi will explain for us, that they came on account of the Ishtayah Lechem. They were both serving in the same function, same capacity. So it's really a double aisle. And it's dissimilar to Muluim where there was only one. That answers the question. The reason why we compare Yom Kippur to Muluim rather than Shavuos is because in Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, we had one aisle. And even according to the words of Shimon, it was one for the Chayvah Sayyim and a different one for the Musaf. So it's one and then another one. It's not two together as a pair. And therefore, it's similar to Meluim, which only featured one aisle as opposed to Shavuos, where there were two brought together as a pair for the sake of Chayvah Sayyim. Let's see Rashi. So it's right off to the right from where um, we're holding in the Gemara, about two, three lines up. Don in Parechad Vayel Echad. Explains Rashi, we uh, draw a parallel from Miluim to Yom Kippur. Avoidas Musav Yom Kippurim had par echad vayel echad. Vavoidas Shmini Lemiluim also had par echad vayel echad. Kedachsev kach lecha egel ben bakel lechatas. And it says vayel, so there was a egel which uh, which is a cap. We're calling it a par, and then came an aisle. So the one says, well, that works if Yom Kippur only had one aisle. And that's Rebbe. Who says Ail Echad, who shall you cover and see but Yamakipurim? Who ha Amr Khan, Bachimois, may add me ace adas when he's troll, Likashnes ira isimachatas, Vail Echad Oilam. So it's that one mentioned over here in Akri Mois, who ha Amr Buch Pinchas Lamusaf, and that's the same one mentioned in Pashas Pinchas amongst the list of the Karbonis Musaf. But according to Blessed Shimon, who says that there are two Ailam, then it's no longer similar to Meluim. That was the Gemara's cash. The Gemara answered, no. Each one is a separate entity. Hosam chad Hahu, the aisle mentioned in Achrei Mois, chayvasayoyim. Venikari musaf. That's not, that's not a musaf. V'loiksiv hosam mavad oilas haboiker. Over there the Pasuk doesn't say, well bring this in addition to the oilas haboiker, the standard Talmud. Which is generally the way the Pasuk would describe a Karban Musaf. This is an expanded routine. The Mashma, which indicates the Mosef. Musaf means add, supplement to the standard routine. In Pasha's Achri Mois, the term makes reference to the Isle, it's without this additional explanation and description. This is a Musaf, this is a supplement to the standard routine. What does that tell us? What does it tell us about this ayah? That it's not a musaf, it's chayvas hayayim, to bring kapara, it's unique and exclusive to Yom Kippur. To address the Yom Kippur aspect of today. So again, on Yom Kippur, we have one for chayvas hayayim, and one for musaf, the expanded routine, as opposed to on shuvas, where they're both serving the same capacity. Chayvas hayayim they come on account of the two lechem, the chsiv, who craft them a lechem, ve'elam shnayim. So these, these are a pair of elam brought on account of chayvah to address the unique uh, nature and flavor of shvuz. And it's a pair being brought together, two elam. That's different than miluim. It was only one aisle. So that's why we prefer comparing Yom Kippur to miluim rather than shvuz. Continues the Gemara. Ve'em Rosh Hashanah. Four lines from the bottom. What about Rosh Hashanah? 
why don't we apply the concept of Prisha before Rosh Hashanah instead of instead of Yom Kippur? Rosh Hashanah, the Prisha Shiva, the Yemechadu. Here we have the bill. Fit the bill. Seven days prior to a one-day event. It's a once-year event. Time-related. Carbonis. Seven for one day. Amar Rabo. There's a reason. Done in the power of Ayel Shaloi. You see, on Yom Kippur, as well as by the Miluim, we had something unique. There was some Karbanis which were privately funded by the Kohen Gadol himself. It was his personal kapara, his personal expense. And something we find exclusively by Yom Kippur and Miluim. That's why we compare the two. Done in Parv Ayel Shaloi, we learn Yom Kippur, which featured this unique concept where it was a Parv Ayel that belonged to the Kohen Gadol. And we learned Yom Kippur from Miluim, Mepar of Ayel Shaloi, which also had this unique feature. There was a Par and Ayel that belonged to Ayel Nakoyim. Therefore, we compare the two. La Fuki Atzeres, Rosh Hashanah, as opposed to Atzeres, Rosh Hashanah, the Tziburninu, all Karbanas, they were publicly funded Karbanas. In which case, it's this similar to Miluim, and we don't compare it. Let's see Rashi, three lines on the bottom. Don and Par of Ayel Shaloi. The Miluim, Mishaloyu. The parent isle brought by the Miluim belonged to him. There as well, in Kippur we find there was a certain part, a certain isle which belonged to him. But so you have a Aaron al and the Pasuk says, Asherlo, afterwards, so it's his. They're paid for by the public, public funded. And it's different than Yom Kippur. So according to Ravot, the reason why we don't include Rosh Hashanah or Shavuos in this equation, we prefer Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur has something similar, something unique that mirrors the Miluim. We had a parent isle which was privately funded and paid for by the Kohen God. As Rashi brings, the Pasuk, which indicates that it's yours. By Miluim, he had to personally fund this carbon. Says the Gemara, but we have machlekes, whether or not this carbon was paid for by the Kohen Gadol. Ho, Nichlamada, this works out according to the Shita who says, Kachlcha, whenever it says Kachlcha, it means Meshacha, you have to pay for it. Or when it says Vaaselcha, this was by the Chatzotres, where Hashem instructs Moshe to fashion two trumpets of silver. It says, I say Lcha, there as well, it's a Lashon Yachad Mishalcha, it's personal, you have to pay for it. So according to the Shita, yeah, the equation works. By Miluim, by Yom Kippur, we have some carbonates which were paid for by the Kohen God. So we have that connection, that similarity. But according to the Shita, who holds? That even, when the Pasuk seems to be referring to him personally, it doesn't really mean, literally, he's going to pay for it. Of course, the Tzibur pays for it. If that's the case, then the whole arrangement falls apart. Michael Amemar. And why? Why do you prefer comparing Yom Kippur to Muluim? We don't have that factor any longer. That personal factor. It doesn't exist. The Sanya. Where do we find this Makh like this? Kach l'cha mishalcha. When it says kach l'cha, it means you pay for it. Vasei l'cha, you pay for it. Mishalcha. V'yikhoi l'cha. That's a Lashon Rabbim. They will bring Mishal Tzibur. The Rabbi Yashiyahu draws that distinction between Lashon Yachid 
which indicates it's your personal expense, it's your personal offering, whereas when the Pasuk says, Lashem Rabbah, means everybody contributes. Rabbi Yonah says, no. It's irrelevant what terminology the Pasuk uses. Ben Ben always means that the Tzibur participates. Why then does the Torah use a Lashem Yachim? What's the point of saying lecha? Hashem is just expressing, so to speak, his wish. It's difficult to say, but it's an expression of Hashem's wish. I actually would prefer, if possible, that the tzibur would make use with your carbon, Moshe Rabbeinu or the Kain Gadol, who stands higher, who's a greater tzaddik. Gemara soon will tell us it's referring to. Situation where the tzibur cholesterol are not behaving properly. So Hashem is merely using that term to indicate the fact that He favors the, the tzaddik. And I wish it could be just yours, but really it's not. Of course, technically speaking, it has to be publicly funded. So according to Rabbi Yenison, even when we have a loshen yochad like lacha, in reality, everybody would pay for it. As the Gemara explains further, Abachan Amar, Mishum Rabbi Lazar. We have a contradiction. Kosov Echod Oimer, one Pasuk says, by the building of the Mishkan, the Orain, which contained the Luchais, Vasisa Lacha, Orain Aids. You should make it. It sounds like you're paying for it. Vikosov Echod Oimer. So you, Mishra Benu, should pay for it. Vikosov Echod Oimer, another Pasuk says, Vasu, Orain Atseishitim. They should do it. They should make it. They should pay for it. How does this work? Halkate said, how do we reconcile? When Kleisrael fulfilling the words of Hashem, then Hashem is pleased with the fact that they're contributing. But when Kleisrael are not behaving, not fulfilling the words of Hashem, then Hashem, so to speak, prefers that the Kalim, the, the avoidant, the Beis not be attributed to them. So it's really just an expression of an attitude, but practically speaking, according to Rabbi Yenison, everybody would pay for everything. That's the case. Then we no longer have that reason to prefer Yom Kippur over Rosh Hashanah or Shavuos. Right? The Moor is trying to answer why is it that we compare Yom Kippur to Miluim with respect to the Prisha Shiva, because on Yom Kippur, like Miluim, there was a carbon which was funded by Aaron Akoyim, by the Kohen Gadol, as opposed to the other Yom Tovim, whose carbonates were publicly funded. Says the Gemara, according to this Shita of Rabbi Yenison, it's never the case. It's always going to be funded by the Tzibur. Answers the Gemara, You know when this Machlekes applies? When we have a term, a general term, or generally, when the Pasuk discusses doing and making, then we have this machlekes. For instance, kicha is dama. Where do we find the lashon kicha? Kach samim. Take for yourself the, uh, the fragrances, the various ingredients used in made the besam, making the besamim. So we have a lashon kach Here we have a machlekes. According to one shita, it means literally, you're going to pay for it. It's going to be your private thing. Whereas the other shita says, no, even though it says kach it's merely an expression of Hashem's wish that he prefers, you know, the tzaddik's contribution, but practically everybody will contribute. So that's the example of kichay's dam. 
What about Asiyah's Ta'ama? Generally, when we find the term of Asiyah, there is what we have in Machlekes. And what will be an example of that? Asiyah Lecha, Kesef. Hashem instructs Moshe, make Lecha, which sounds like you pay for it, make the two silver trumpets. So you have Machlekes, whether Lecha means you're going to pay for it, or it means everybody will contribute equally. That's the general Machlekes. Avol Hanach, but over here, by Miluin, by Yom Kippur, all agree that these carbonates were paid for by the Kohen God. Why? The Torah said so clearly. The Torah clearly explains itself. That Hashem wants it to be funded by Aaron Akoyin, by the Kohen God. Let's take a look at Miluin. Let's analyze. The Pazak says, Vel Bnei Yisrael Tadabar Lemar Kechusir Izen Lachatus so tell Yisrael that um, bring along, bring the series in Machatis. So Khu is a plural, Lashon Rab. Everybody should contribute to it. Then we have another passage which says, Vayoyimar al-Aaron, kach l'cha, ego v'bakal l'chatis. Lomali, why this, uh, this uh, contrast, this discrepancy in, in terminology? Here we have Lashon Rabim, here Lashon Yochad. Apparently the Torah is making a point here. Shema no. It's pretty evident that kach l'cha means literally Mishal There's no question there. There's no machlekes. That by the Miluim, these specific karbanis were paid for by Aaron Likewise, B'yam Kippur. Mechti, let's see. Ksiv bezois yovay Aaron al-Kodesh beparben bakalachatos. Then the Pasuk says, Meiz adas b'nei Yisrael, yikach shnei siriz machatos. Which means that everybody's going to pay for it. Meiz adas b'nei Yisrael. Then what we find afterwards, V'hikrv es parachatas asher loy. That the par is his. What do you mean his? We just said everybody's going to give it. Lomali. What does asher loy mean? How do we understand that? Why this this difference in, in, in relating to it? This contrast in, in terminology? Shema mino. We conclude from this. Hai loy Loy means it's his. He pays for it. It's it's funded by Aaron Akoyin. So that explains why we choose to compare Yom Kippur to Miluim rather than Shavuos or Shoshana because on Yom Kippur, like Miluim, we have Karbonis which were paid for exclusively by Aaron Akoyin, by the Kohen God. Let's see Rashi inside, up on top of the end. This is an example of Asay Lecha where it would seem Hashem wants Moshe to pay for it. So that's one shita. Rabbi Yeshe says, L'cha means you pay for it, you fund it. Whereas Rabbi Yenison says, it's irrelevant whether we have kach l'cha or v'yikhu l'cha. It all means one and the same. Everybody contributes equally. The reason why the Torah expresses itself in a very personal way is kavayachal. Rashi has two pshatim. Ani shamati, Rashi says, I heard from my Rebbeim. Kaviyachal means, kiviyachal, if it could work, I wish it would work. Im hoyot tzibo yachal is kabo shal yachal, hoyisi roitz, if the tzibo could be able to have the kapara using a privately funded carbon, funded by the tzaddik, by the kengalo, by meshabenu, I would have wanted that. So according to this, kiviyachal means, if it could work, yachal means, it works. If it's possible, I would want this. 
Rashi has another pshat. Vali Oimer, Rashi himself offers the next pshat. Kaviyachal is just a, it's just a term, it's a euphemism. It's like, it's like saying chas It's difficult to say it. We're saying it, although it's difficult, it's like a disclaimer. It sounds harsh saying that Hashem doesn't really want Yisrael's contribution. That's why we add that word. It's, it's against as well. He doesn't really want to say it. It's like, it's hard to say it. We find this word many times. Important to remember. That according to this Pshan Rash, Kaviyach is just like saying Chas I'm going to say it, I'm going to express it as a wish, but it's really not practical, it's really not something I'd like to say. So according to first Pshan, Kaviyach means if it would work, I would want it. Kaviyach, if it's Yachal, fine. But really, it's not Yachal because bottom line is that the carbon zebra has to be publicly funded. But if it would work, I would want it. Second definition, second Pshan is it's just a term. Kaviyachal means it's difficult to say, but I'm just expressing it as a wish. And Rashi says this word Kaviyachal is uh, actually found many times in Shas, and it would mean as such. And the word continues with Manshein Oisun Shen Shal Mokim Nikrus Avoid Al Shmam that according to Biyenison, Klal always contributes equally to the Karbanis. The reason why the pasuk refers to it as Moshe's because when Yisrael not behaving properly, then the, the um, Hashem prefers that they don't have a chilev. But when they are then the avoid is nikus hashmam. It's attributed to them. Hashem is proud. The fact that Kali Yisrael are contributing to the kalim, to the mishkan, to the mishkan, to the avoid. The more responded, generally we have a machlekes, but here, we find that the Torah stresses and clearly emphasizes that it's it's the Kaingala paying. Why does the Torah change its approach? We have that contrast in the Lashonis. On one passage we have a Lashon Rab, in another passage we have Lashon Yachid, which clearly tells us that it's the Kaingadal who personally pays for these Kurbanis. An interesting kashif in the Rashash, the Gemara had an example of Kachlacha, Kachlacha Samim. Moshe Rabbeinu, you should be the one contributing the ingredients for the uh, Keteris, asks the Rashash, well, how does that work? A carbon seaboard has to be paid for by the public. You can't just donate and have the seaboard use it. So the Aselacha Shtechat Soitrois, that works, that wasn't a carbon. That could be Moshe Rabbeinu's personal uh, trumpet. It doesn't have to be a carbon zebra, but the Keturis was a carbon zebra. So I saw some of Farsham say that apparently it was given over to the zebra. We had a discussion back in Sechashkol. There was such a concept of a person donating and giving over wholeheartedly to the zebra, and apparently, the Gemara at this point figures that works. So although Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who donated it, but then he gave it over to the zebra. And it is now regarded as a carbon seal. Okay, continues the Gemara. Ravashi Omar. Back to the question. Miluim provides the source for Prishas Shiva Yamim in anticipation of a one-day event. 
We apply that to Yom Kippur. Why Yom Kippur? Why not Rosh Hashanah? Why not Shavuos? Ravashi will offer another Teretz. Ravashi Omar Donin Parlachatas Vailoil. You see, in both cases, Yom Kippur and Miluim, we have a par which was a chatas and an ayl for an oil. So we have that connection. And therefore we learn one from the other. Donin, we learn Yom Kippur, which has a par lachatas, v'ayl oil. From Miluim, which also featured that element, par lachatas, v'ayl oil. La'afuke, as opposed to Rosh Hashanah, v'atzeres, the tavayu oil is ninu, although they also have a par and ayl, but they're both oil. And therefore it's dissimilar to Miloim. That's another terrorist. And Teresa actually points out that we find many Tirutzim here. Uh, Rav Ava explained why we're not going to include Atzeris in the deal. We had Rav Avo who said why um, Atzeris Rosh Hashanah are not included. And now we have Rav Ashi who says why uh, we prefer him Kippah over Rosh Hashanah and Shavuos. And now we're going to have Ravina coming up soon, who's going to explain why is it that Yom Kippur is preferred over other Yom Tovim. And Tosis simply points out that apparently they, they were presented, all these Amaroim were presented, you know, this question in different, um, in different ways. And therefore they sought to address the question as it was presented to them. For instance, Rav Ava was asked regarding Shavuot, so he responded accordingly. Rav Avo responded uh, regarding uh, Rosh Hashanah. And Rav Ashi responded regarding Rosh Hashanah and and Ravina will respond regarding Ol Yom Tovim. So they were presented the question that, and that way they responded accordingly. Because really, some of these answers can apply to Ol Yom Tovim as well, but they were simply addressing the question as it was presented to them. Continues the Ravina Amar, he has another shot. The reason why we choose Yom Kippur over all Ol Yom Tovim, Donin avoid the Gadol, is very straightforward. Because Yom Kippur and Miluim have something very unique in common. On both days, the Avoidah is only kosher if it's done by Yom Gadol. Therefore, done and we learn Yom Kippur, which is Avoidah B'Kayim Gadol. From Miluim, may Avoidah B'Kayim Gadol. La Fuki Kulu Kushyasen, as opposed to all other uh, questions posed, the Aliyah Vam the Lama Avoidah B'Kayim Gadol Nenu. On those days, it wasn't necessarily and avoid the performance of the Kohen Gadol. So Miluim is unique in a sense that you prepare for that special day of Avoida, which could only be done by Kohen Gadol, which propelled it to a much higher realm. Likewise, Yom Kippur, it had that Avoida on a higher level, done by Kohen Gadol, and those days need a seven-day preparation. That's one approach of Ravina, because the army, there's another version of Ravina's terrorists. Om Ravina, Donan, we learn Yom Kippur, from Miluim, because Yom Kippur is Avoidah Tchila, it's a uh, first, first time Avoidah, the Morrison will explain what this means. Don Avoidah Tchila, we learned it from Miluim, which also was, may Avoidah Tchila, uh, had a new, a newness to it, a new type of Avoidah. Lafokihani, as opposed to the other days of the year, other Yom Tavim, the La Tchila Ninu, they don't have this um, newness. What does that mean? My Tchila, what did he mean by Tchila? Ilayma Tchila Bekoyen Gadol, the first time that a Kohen Gadol did the Avoidah. So we compare Yom Kippur to Miluim. Because just like by the Miluim, on the eighth day, it was the first time that the Avoidah was done by a Kohen Gadol. First time in history. Arnakayim. Doing the Avoidah on the eighth day of Miluim. It was the first time in history. Avoidah was done by a Kohen Gadol. 
And we compare that to Yom Kippur, which, at least on the first Yom Kippur in history, it was the first time the Avoidos Tzibur, the Korbanos Tzibur, needed to be brought by Yom Kippur. So they have that thing in common. And therefore we compare Yom Kippur to Milun. So again, my Tchila, what does he mean by the first? Ilam a Tchila became God the first time. A Kohen God did the Avoidah. Hanukkah Maisa, wasn't that what we just mentioned in the first version of Ravina? That's exactly what he said a minute ago. That Yom Kippur and Miluim are similar in a sense because they're both involving the Kohen God. Says more Ella, rather in the second version, he meant like this. We learn Prisha by Yom Kippur. Because Yom Kippur involves avoid It involves a firstness with respect to an avoida done the first time in that place. The first Yom Kippur was actually the first time in history there was avoida, there was carbonates in the Kodesh Kadoshan. So the avoid of Yom Kippur inaugurated, kicked off, triggered the avoid in that place, in the final Flim, the Kadesh HaKadoshim. It was the first time in history. And therefore we compare that, we derive that from Miluim, which was also a first in its location. May avoid the Tchila Because on the eighth day of Miluim, it was the first time that there was true avoida in the Mishkan altogether. The first time in history that was a true avoider performed by Kehanim on the Mizbeach So we have a connection, a comparison between Yom Kippur, which had firstness in its respective place, to Miluim, which has firstness in its respective place. That's what makes them special, unique. And the pressure that applies to Miluim applies to Yom Kippur. Not only on that first Yom Kippur, but throughout history. Once it's been established as a practice of Yom Kippur, it's applied throughout history as well. Just stop for a moment and make a quick chazorah of the previous Gemara. We learn that the Kohen Gadol would be, uh, would be pre- prepared seven days in advance. He had a precious shiva liyoyim echad. Seven day precious in anticipation of a one day event. We learn this from Miluim to Yom Kippur. And the question is, why Dafki Yom Kippur? What about the other opportunities, the other Yom Tov? Let's go down the list. Why not Shmini Atzeres? So um, the Gemara tells us because Milum and Yom Kippur both are days which have no Kedusha Lafanov. They're not preceded by days of Kedusha, as opposed to Shmini Atzeres, which has Kedusha Lafanov. The whole Yom Tov Sukkot precedes it. According to the second Terrace of the Gemara, if Sukkot doesn't have Prisha because it's a seven-day event, that certainly doesn't conform. You cannot say Shemina Tzeres will have Prisha because it's only a tuffle to Sukkot. It can't stand higher. It can't be highly regarded higher than Sukkot itself. It's merely a tuffle to Sukkot. So that cancels out Shemina Tzeres. What about Shavuos Tzeres? More tells us because unlike Milu and Yom Kippur, which had only one aisle, on Shavuos we had two. What about Atzeres, Rosh Hashanah? Another Teres in the Gemara to explain why we don't apply Prisha to those days. Because unlike Miluim and Kippur, 
which both have a pirate isle which were purchased and funded by the Kohen Gadol. The other Yom Tov don't have that. It is publicly funded. But another terrorist, why not Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah? The reason was because, unlike Milu and Yom Kippur, where the pirates Lachatas and Ayla Oilo, on those days we have a pirate and Ayla which are both Oilos. Ravina's chat was, what makes Miluim and Yom Kippur so unique and comparable to each other? So according to the first terrorists, because in both, the Avoidah has to be performed exclusively by the Kohen Gadol, as opposed to other Yom Tov, where Kohen Hedid can do the Avoidah. According to the second shot, because by both Yom Kippur and Miluim, it was an Avoidah Tchilub Amakim. It started off the Avoidah, it, it inaugurated an Avoidah in a specific place. First time Avoidah was done in that place. Whether the Mishkan at all, on that seven, the eighth day of Miluim, whether Yom Kippur, which inaugurates the Avoidah of the Fnai Lufnim, the Kedoshim, as opposed to all the Avoidah, which don't have that feature of Tchilah B'Mokim. Continues the Gemara. Kiyos Rav Dimi came, Omar, he said like this, Rabbi Yechnon Masni We have the Pasuk by Miluim, which says that this same procedure, the Prisha Shiva Liyamechad, applies elsewhere as well. We have this back on the base, Kashur Oso Bayimazeh, just as was done today. Tziva Hashem Lasois, Lechaper which indicates that this process will apply down the road throughout history as well. Says Rabdimi, according to Rabbi Yechnon, we only learn one thing from Miluim. Chad, only one. Which is what? Yom Kippur. Rabbi Shubhan Levi Masni Tarti. He derived two things from there. As the more explains. Rabbi Yechnon Masni Chad, he only learned one. Lasas Lachaper, Elomas Yom Kippur. We only include Yom Kippur into this, into this procedure, into this requirement. So we don't learn the Prisha preceding to the uh, Paraduma from this passage. Only Yom Kippur. As opposed to Rish Lakish, the Gersi Rish Lakish, Masni, Tarti. He learns both things from this passage. Lasa is Elumasi Para, Lachaper Elumasi Yom Kippur, as we had back on the Beis of Rav. So according to Rish Lakish, both things are learned from this pasuk. So according to this gist, we have to switch the first time as well. A couple of lines back. Rishlokish masnitarti. So it's a machlokish between Rechon and Rishlokish. According to Rechon, only Yom Kippur is learned from this pasuk. According to Rishlokish, both Yom Kippur and Paradu. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechon masnichad. He only learns Yom Kippur. Vanantnan. Shivas Yomim. Koydim Yom Kippur. And now Mishnah we learned about Yom Kippur. And we have another Mishnah. The Shivas Yamim, Kaidim Sevas Apara. Seven days prior to the Sevas Paraduma, they did Prisha. So both things are true. Says, Mamala Baamu. Just a Mala. There's additional stringencies that we apply to Paraduma. It wasn't Mikr Hadin. Mikr Hadin, this only applies to Yom Kippur, as is indicated in that Pasuk. Paraduma was just a uh, enhancement that the Ham applied. Says the Gemara, how can you say that according to Rabbi Yechon, only Yom Kippur is learned from that same Pasuk? Va'omar Rabbi Yumi, bar chalki, omar mechasi, bar yidi, omar Rabbi Yechonon, kashur as, abayamazet, tziva Hashem l'asois, l'chapar aleichem, this is the Pasuk, by Miluim and Rabbi Yechon himself, dashing like this, 
Lasois elamasi par. Lachaper elamasi magipurim. Apparently, it applies to both. How would the rabbi that was quoting his rabbi, but he himself held that it only applies to Yom Kippur Mikadim? Where do you find that Rabbi Yechon's rabbi held of this drasha? The Chiyasa Ravin, when Ravin came, Omar he said like this: Rabbi Yechon Mishum Bishmo. He said, name of Yechon, who quoted his rabbi Bishmo. Indeed, Rabbi Shmuel, who was Rabbi Yechon's Rebbe, applied this Pasuk to both. Rabbi Yechon himself only applied it to Yom Kippur and Meikir Adin. Preachers only required on Yom Kippur. Paraduma was done as an enhancement, as a ma'ala. Omali Rishlokish Rabbi Yechon. Okay, your source for Prisha, at least by Yom Kippur, is from where? From Miluim. Okay. If that's the case, you have to compare it completely to Miluim. And just by just like by Miluim, anything which is said there, anything that the Torah describes as part of the Miluim process, is, is needed, is critical. Here as well. By Yom Kippur, since you're comparing it to Miluim, we should say the same. Anything that's written here by Yom Kippur is Ma'akib. If that's the case, then Prishas, Shiva, Yomim, Kodim, Kippurim is absolutely vital. And if it's not done, then the kind is uh, possible for the Avoidah. Is that so? If you propose that that's really the case, have a kasha from the Mishnah. But Mishnah begins by saying, so Prisha was done for the for the Kohen God. Okay, but then the Mishnah continues. We designate a, a skan, a, a vice Kohen God, as a back. Why? Perhaps the Kohen God will become possible, become tummy. Now, what happens to the Kohen God's tummy? The back will step in, but. He didn't have Prisha of seven days. Mishnah doesn't describe Prisha for him. Just as Maskin, like they point another coin as a back. Says so, the more if you'll say that Prisha is Ma'akiv, what does the Mishnah say? Vatanan, Umaskin and Lakoyanacher. They merely designate another coin as a replacement. Like Tani Mafrishin, we don't find that they would be Mafrish that coin as well. So how could he do that void? How could he step in as a backup if he never had the Afrasha procedure done to him? So you'll say that the word maskinin and mafrishin are really interchangeable. Maskinin means mafrishin. He also had to undergo that procedure. That's the case. And why that difference in terminology? First, the mission begins the mafrish to kohen gadol, and then when we speak about the back of what maskin? Why that uh, gap? In expression, we listen. Oi, edividi maskin. Mission should have said in both cases, maskinin. Oi, or edividi mafrishin. On both accounts, mafrishin. Apparently, hafrash is not mak. It's only chatchila. It was done for the kohen gadol, but they didn't bother doing it for the backup. For that slight chance that it's going to be needed, they didn't trouble him to have to go through the process of hafrash. And this is a steer to you, Rabbi Yechna. This is a shlokish challenging Rabbi Yechna. If your source of Russia, Shiva Siyam is from Miluim, just as over there it's Ma'akiv, here as well it should be Ma'akiv. And it doesn't sound like that for now, Mishnah. Homolay Sarbechen responded, 
Okay, so you. Where do you learn it from? If not from Eloim. Amar Misina, I learned it from Harsina. The covenant Hashem rested in Harsinai. The cloud covered it for six days. Hashem called out to Moshe on the seventh day. Let's analyze. Once the Pasuk says that Hashem calls out to him on the seventh day, why mention that the cloud covered for six days? It's pretty obvious. You don't have to say that it was six days. If it already says, on the seventh day, he was called. It's pretty obvious that it was preceded by six days. So we have some extra wording here to teach us something. To give us a precedent which is meant to be applied elsewhere. This provides an example. To anybody who is about to enter a higher realm, like here Moshe Rabbeinu was preparing to spend 40 days with Hashem to receive the Luchas. And likewise, Okayin Gadol, preparing for the Avoid of Yom Kippur, when he will enter the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Or the Kayin preparing for the Paraduma, which was also a very lofty process. We know that the Paraduma uh, is called Chatos. It has the highest level of Kedusha amongst all the Karbanas. So we learn from Harsinai, Shekol HaNichnas Machneshchina, anybody preparing to enter Machneshchina, Ton Prishas Shisha, Needs to separate and prepare himself appropriately for six days in advance of that, of that event. So this is my mocker, says Rishlakish. And from here I learned to Yom Kippur. From Sina I learned to Paraduma. It's a nice thing, but it's not Ma'akiv. And therefore if it's not done, it doesn't invalidate, invalidate the Avoid. Says so when we have Omo Kasha. On our Sina he had six days of preparation. Moshe Rabbeinu was covered by the Anan, waited there for six days to purify himself, to elevate himself. Vanan Shivatnam. But now Mishnah here on Kippur and here by Paraduma, we have a seven-day prisha. How do you get to seven? Shazma, you're right. The seventh day was added due to an additional concern, due to a tumor concern. It's following that shita. The Chayyish Latuma space is concerned that the Kayin might become Tame through interaction with his wife, which might result in a seven-day Tum. Therefore, we separate him from his wife, from his family, for seven days to preempt that sort of possibility. Let's see Rashi on top. The Tumas Pesu. Who concerns Shema Yimizokhek L'ishtef will have Tashmish with his wife. V'tira Dam V'tira shall have Dam right then. V'nimtza Tame Shivas We know that the Nida status of the Isha jumps on to the Onto the husband, so now I'll have a seven-day tumma, which will prevent him from doing the avodim kippur. Therefore, we add an extra day. So in six days are really sufficient, but we add that add a day on the six which are mandated in the Torah in order to account for this tumma possibility. Okay, so in conclusion, we discussed the precious coin and yom kippur and yom Zapora. We have two opinions as to the source. According to Rabbi Yechanan, his own shita, the day, is that Miluim teaches us regarding Yom Kippur. The word Lachaper, the front of the Kapar of Yom Kippur. Regarding preparing for the Paraduma, that's only a Malo, that's not Ikradin. In the name of his Rebbe, we learn that actually Miluim provides a Makar for both halachas, Yom Kippur and 
preparing for the Paradu. Both are learned from Arsinai. That takes care of the six days. What about the added seventh day? That's an account of a concern, a chashash of Tumas Pesim. Okay, let's uh, recap today's da. We learned about the Prisha of Shivas Yomim, Kodemim Kippurim. The Gemara wants to know why Dafkim Kippur. The Gemara knows that we learn it from Iluim. We find a passage which tells us apply this procedure elsewhere as well. L'chaper. L'chaper is the day of Kippur. We assume it to be referring to the Karbonus of Yom Kippur. Why Yom Kippur? Why not Shminat Seris, Shvuas, etc.? So let's go down the line. Gemara tells us Yom Kippur and Miluim have some similarities which are not found throughout the year. There's no Kedusha Lefanov. They're not preceded by days of Kedusha as opposed to Shminat Seres, which has Kedusha Lefanov. In both cases, we find one Isle as opposed to Shvuas, which have two Elam. We have Parva Isle, which the Kangolo brings, as opposed to Atzeres and Shoshana, where the Tziva brings it. We find that it's a Parlachatas of Isle Oila, as opposed to Atzeres and Shoshana, which are both Oilas. And finally, according to Ravina, on both days, the Avoida has to be done exclusively by the Kangolo. It also inaugurates a new type of avoida, a new mockim of avoida, and that we don't find throughout other Yom Tevim. We went back to the mocker of the Allah of Prisha, and we have several approaches. According to Rabbi Yechanan, his own shita, Milum provides him Kippur as Prisha, Paradum is only a Milo. According to his Rebbe, both are derived from Milum, according to Shlakish, both are learned from Moshe Rabbeinu's preparation for joining Hashem and Harsin. Haslacha Rabban, all the best to you.